0: I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to spider down and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan, and in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to a very special episode of Blossom here today. I'm back! Uh, it's been a little while. I had a few things going on. I do apologise if you were anxiously waiting for the next episode. I've been a little busy. Um, you know, I it's been my birthday, so gave myself a little bit of time off. And and this episode is kind of inspired by a couple of things that have been going on in my life. Um my grandad unfortunately passed away quite recently. Um and I've kinda of been thinking about kind of mortality uh recently and the discussion of Avengers Endgame coming up as well. And the possibility we might see some characters die. Um, I really enjoyed the Jack and the Geek sort podcast about that. I really got into that. Um, But yeah, and I also was reminded that uh, one of our kind of fellow kind of Twitter arty people passed away uh, last year, uh, Pow Science. Uh, Lovely guy, amazing, amazing kind of. uh, you know contributor to twitter and the podcast and um, you know took in various opinions like he, he would read my articles from nerdify and take on board things i said go out and buy books Uh wonderful guy um, you know brilliant captain america cosplay and just all around fantastic person he's very much missed um by many people uh that in the kind of Twitter art in the podcast verse or the podiverse if you will um wonderful wonderful man um so I've been kinda of thinking about it like that. Not too like, you know, too depressing, uh start to a podcast. Yeah, it's gonna be a light one this. Uh so I decided that I wanted to look at one of my favorite comics from a few years ago It really really got to me, really kinda of touched me in in an appropriate way, in the nice way, uh in an emotional way. And it's Captain America. Well, the the official title is Civil War. The death of Captain America. Fallen Son. So this is a small mini series that was released uh, in conjunction with the famous storyline, the death of Captain America by Ed Brubaker and his seminal run on the character, following the kind of Winter Soldier storyline. And we may see we may see elements of this in possibly Endgame or maybe future uh, Marvel MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe films. So that's possible possible outcome of that um so it was originally the marvel have these kind of creative summits uh, kind of just uh, to decide what's going to go on in the years ahead so they're talking about storylines from probably two years down the line and they have to kind of build up to that or what they're currently writing or where they want this character to go and how that might link into What another character is doing, or another writer and artist are doing on another book. Um, So, yeah, so J. Michael Straczynski, who was famous for Babylon 5, um, he wrote the most, the Thor movie. I think he wrote the screenplay for it and had an amazing run on a lot of the characters, especially Spider Man, a very long. And kind of historic run. One that I really, really enjoyed. And I know um, Dan Keatis likes that run as well. And uh, Very relatable kind of run on the character. And a bit interesting, going kind of a mystical route. Um, but yeah, he suggested the idea that this miniseries should have um, five issues. And uh, should focus on a different character. And all issues are covering the five stages of grief. So we have, for example, denial, anger, bargaining depression and finally acceptance so naturally i'm not sure who came up with it um off the top of my head by obviously it's some psychologists or psychoanalysts um i think it was a team of two of them i believe but the names escape me right now so yeah so they kind of each each character goes through a different stage uh, my one my one criticism of this book is it all seems to happen pretty much over a couple of days they do seem to get through their their stages quite quickly. And I think, you know, personally, recently I struggled with getting past a couple of them. I uh, may have got myself in a little bit of trouble at work, but it's all good, it's all good. I ironed it all out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting idea. And Jeff Loeb, who's famous for doing a lot of the uh, Marvel TV stuff, he's kind of the producer of most of the Marvel TV programmes, for better or for worse. Um, and he's one of my favourite writers, wrote uh, Batman The Long Halloween, um, and various other, all the kind of um, colour books that they did, uh, Spider-Man Blue Dead of a Yellow, all Gray, uh, all really, really good stories, seminal reels um, with Tim Sale on the most part for the art. Um, so Jeff Loeb felt that he would he jumped to the chance to do that book, um, and he sadly his son uh, passed away from cancer not long before, and he thought he could use this book as a way to work through those kind of issues that he was having, worked through maybe work through those stages that he may have still been going through. Um, he even wrote. Um, Sam was the name of his son, and I believe when he created Nova, he created a new Nova. He named that character after his son because that character was known as Sam Alexander. Um, but yeah, um, so he's gonna. He said he wants to kind of tackle it and an approach in a and in an interesting and in, in his own way. Um, so this is so this is not to take away from and it's, this doesn't distract from the storyline the death of captain america that is a totally different you know i mean it's not different it's it's kind of running along, alongside um that storyline that has obviously that's great as well i highly recommend that do read both um but this one that one's more like the action adventure and the death kind of uh, as catalyst for that storyline but but this one, it does focus on the legacy of Captain America and what he meant to people, what he meant to the wider Marvel universe, which is a huge has a huge impact, obviously. Um, and who he was affected so many of these characters, and that what the, that's what this book is this book is about. Um, so I I kind of see um, I kind of relate. to, I mean, you, there are parallels to other famous storylines, so I consider this kind of the the Marvel uh, the Marvels the death of Captain America parallels to me the death of superman in dc comics and and then again that's kind of like the main thing happens the main death happens in those storylines but the more emotional the more emotional kind of hard-hitting storyline are the following storylines so the world a world without superman or the world without superman is absolutely heart-wrenching and that's where the real kind of the real heart of the story is, you know, he's he's had his death, he's had been, you know, the spectacular death or sad death has happened, but it's really the follow-up storyline. And for me, this is the parallel, the Marvel version of that. So A World Without Superman is the same as Fallen Sun for me. Um, and they're both incredible, incredible books. But let's get started. Let's talk about the book's themselves. So we'll go with the first the first stage the first issue is denial. Um, so and to be fair, uh, this is covered by Wolverine, who is a skeptic. Um, you know, and if anybody is sceptical about somebody being dead or is in denial about it, it would be Wolverine who has survived everything. Even even during the Civil War, he was pretty much nuked and came and was just a skeleton and still managed to heal and come back. Um so and we know in the Marvel universe, we know in comic books the the death is kind of a Revolving door. Let's say that um, you know you, they're either brought back or they it wasn't really them. They were a, they were an LMD, a life model decoy, or uh, they were a scroll, or you know didn't really happen. It was an illusion. da da, da, da You know. Um, so this is quite a. I think this, you know, Wolverine is again very skeptical. He talks to the Winter Soldier about it at the start of the book and he's like, I saw it happen. I was there. It definitely happened. I saw, I know what I saw. But again, Wolverine's quite skeptical and he even asks, so Wolverine wants to prove, he wants proof that Cap is is dead, 100% dead. He wants to see the body, he wants to smell it, he wants to, you know, use those enhanced senses of his to. To kind of, you know, figure out whether this is a lie, a clone, or, you know, you name it, various reasons why comic book characters are resurrected and how they're resurrected. Um, There's multitudes of reasons. So I think a fair bit of scepticism is probably quite healthy in, in the Marvel Universe or in comic books in general. But yeah, so... So instead of instead of the Winter Soldier says he's got his own agenda. So you know you can follow his storyline in the death of Captain America, uh, and we do see that and that progresses. And that's a hell of a run, by the way. Just anything by Ed Baker I could highly recommend, and Jeff Loeb, and most of the, most of the artists involved. So um, the artists on this issue they're all done by different artists as well, which is really cool. Um, so it's the, I think I'm pronouncing this right. It's Lionel Francis Yu. Um, and he really like his kind of gritty, grim kind of art style. Um, he did some stuff on New Avengers and um, Indestructible Hulk. Um, loads of loads of really good stuff. Uh, very unique style. Uh, kind of it kind of fits with Wolverine. I think it's got, he's got he's got a great cover for this as well. He's kind of Wolverine's got his claws out. He's got bullet holes ripping through him. So um, instead of taking Winter Soldier, he, he Wolverine decides to take Daredevil instead. Um, because he also has super senses and he can kind of he can kind of corroborate the testimony of Wolverine. Um so he's so they use a kind of Doctor Strange puts a spell on them and they're able to get into the Shield Heraldic area. So again, this is during the Civil War, so some of the superheroes are working outside of the law and Tony Stark, Iron Man is going after them. Um, that's, you know, it's a very famous storyline and made into a film. But not obviously not about the same subject, but very, very similar themes. Um, so yeah, so he takes Daredevil, um, but and they're going to identify the body, but they take a quick detour and they go to interrogate one of the shooters of Captain America, uh, who was Crossbones, who you've seen in many of the Marvel movies, um, two or three of the Captain America movies. Um, so yeah, and he goes goes to Crossbones. He's like, we're going to interrogate, and Daredevil's like, we're not here for that. We're not here for that. We need to see the body. We need to. You know, this is the whole point of this mission, and we don't have much time. The spell that uh, Doctor Strange is doing is quite limited, so they've not got. It's kind of they're completely kind of shrouded and completely invisible to all sensors and stuff, um, all detection and hu- human or otherwise. Um, so yeah, they are going to interrogate Crossbones, and it appears that Crossbones has had his memory wiped or altered. So um, Daredevils, you know, kind of you can see on the on the page, you see a, like a little. Um, Oh god, polygraphs it's a polygraph kind of uh, heartbeat changes or anything. Um so Daredevil and Wolverine are basically lie detectors anyway. Um human lie detectors. And that's I'm glad that they kind of kept that a lot of times people forget his I know that in the movies they don't really highlight white Wolverine's enhanced senses as much. I always always thought that was a cool element to the character. Um but yeah, so and 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 Wolverine strangely hands kind of crossbones a gun. And and Daredevils just all the way through this this interrogation is like, what's the gun for? Why is the gun there? What are you doing? Um, and basically, Wolverine starts kind of insulting him, calling him an idiot, crossbones, and you know call him a loser he couldn't even you know couldn't even get the final shot to kill captain america and then he's like he just basically picks up the gun and shoots wolverine and because he's done that he's like you've just given me excuse to kill you so he goes to kind of kill him and Daredevil stops him he's like are you just doing that so i am i just here to kind of justify you killing him in self-defense is that is that the reason you brought me because i'm a lawyer um and he kind of, it kind of shrugs it off and then he's like, get out of here. That's all I want you here for. So just get out. And he's like, fine, I'm going because we've got no time. So um and then uh, Wolverine appears and he finds the the corpse of Captain America, uh, the body, and Iron Man and Yellow Jacket walk in and the you know Hank Pym walk in and they're like, oh, you just popped up on our sensors and he was like, it's really him, isn't it? And he's like, yeah. Um, it's definitely, definitely him. is like, it's quite interesting. It's quite, yeah, it's quite like, it's like, it's quite sad for for Wolverine to realise that you know that man is dead. That man had meant so much to everybody is is gone, um, and and just as he leaves, uh, he goes, <laughs> he th- he basically says, if I if I find out you had anything to do with Cap's death, uh, I'm coming for you. He to- tells Tony Stark, and uh, he goes. Yep, fair enough, and he kind of just lets him go, and because he goes, because they're like, "Oh, we're not going to arrest him. That's our job. We have to arrest him." And he's like, "No, Iron Man knows that I have. I have to go out there and tell everybody that he is actually dead. It's not a hoax or a, you know, or anything like that. He is completely gone." Um, and he goes, "Yeah," so lets him go. So that's the first stage, denial. Um, so yeah, really good issue, really strong issue. The following issue is features the Avengers dealing with anger. So, uh, so at the at the time, like I was saying, Civil War was uh, it split the Avengers into two teams. There was the Mighty Avengers, which were the government-backed superheroes, which had Ms. Marvel, Wasp, Wonder Man, uh, Ares, the Sentry, um, the Iron Man. They were all on the team, and the New Avengers was kind of Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Wolverine. I um, think the thing was on there at that point, maybe, or maybe a little bit later. Um, Spider Woman, Doctor Strange, Ronin, you name it. Um, so there, so there's two separate teams. So. Uh the Mighty Avengers have found out that Tiger Shark, who's a one of one of my favourite kind of lower tier villains, is kind of a submariner villain. Um and he's gotten the whole horn of I want to say Gabriel or something like that. And he basically conjures up sea monsters. He makes sea monsters they control the person who has it controls sea monsters. Um so that's really cool. So the, the Mighty Avengers have got a full-on mission. However, the new Avengers are hiding out in the Sanctum Sanctorum, uh, Doctor Strange's house, uh, which is hidden from view from you know the government, Shield, and everything. Uh, and they're going to have a poker game with a Thing, one of the Thing's famous poker games, uh, which really, really, it's a really fun element that uh, always kind of pops up every now and again. You see, like Nick Fury, Wolverine, the Thing, all kind of just you know just playing poker, and it's just kind. Of, I, I like I like when you know superheroes are put in these very mundane you know uh, things like they're, they're having like the avengers having to catch a bus or you know they're just kind of drinking around just you know if it, like that scene in age of ultron where they have a they're at a party it's just the avengers at a party and they're chatting and you know they're quipping and what have you i think i you know I'd, I'd watch a whole movie of that um i didn't i don't necessarily need the superheroic sometimes but it's nice that they're there um so yeah and everyone's a bit so every, so this is all about the anger and and they're trying to deal with it in two very different ways. Um, so in the poker game, everyone's quite passive aggressive and quite angry, um, and you know, Spider Man's like, "We're we not going to talk about this. We're we not going to talk about what's happened." But obviously, people deal with with grief in so many different ways, and their ways just to kind of keep busy and to carry on and to do what they do, and and that's very healthy as well. But Spider Man is. Obviously, one of the more sensitive of the superheroes in the Marvel universe, if not the most sensitive and relatable. Um, and don't worry, he's gonna he's gonna pop back up in another stage a little later on. Um, but yeah, he he just is not taking it well, and he's been crying, and he he says, "I don't want to remove my mask." Um, so so he's like he's like, "Well, we're playing poker; you can't wear a mask," <laughs> which was really cool. And then and then like Iron Fist is like, "Well, Spider Woman's wearing a mask; Spider Man's wearing a mask; I'm gonna wear my mask." And they're all just like, "Oh, God's sake. Um, so they're all kind of tearing chunks out of each other, kind of passive, passive aggressively. And I think this is the better part of the book for me. Um, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the Avengers doing their thing, fighting sea monsters and Tiger Shark, which is pretty cool. Um, but I think the better part of the book is the kind of you spending time with your friends and dealing with that, with that grief, and, and you know. The healthiest way you can, I guess. Um, even Luke Cage has a go at the the Young Avengers. They kind of go out to fight some crime, which is what they do. Um, he's like, you know, be careful. You know, he's, they're all like, we don't care. You know, don't talk sass to us. We're going to do what Cap always did. Uh, and he's like, ah, oh, just let him go, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's really kind of tough to see. Um, you know, all these, all these heroes. These, you know, it's, well, it's quite. I think it's quite healthy to see, really, that. You know, even these strong, you know, things like one of the strongest characters um, in the Marvel universe. They all are, but they're all so. You know, this is a moment of weakness for them, and it's a it's a sad moment for, for everybody to to grasp and to, to get over. And it's 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 hard for for people to deal with and to to work through it in in such a small uh, amount of time. Um, so yeah, that was it's a really cool little issue, and and obviously the 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 other side of it the other side of the story the mighty avengers are kind of kicking kicking the ass of uh of the kind of the, t- the tiger shark isn't it tiger shark and and all the sea monsters and and miss marvel like just absolutely tears into tiger shark like and and the only person that stops her is namor uh, the submariner comes out and he's the poster boy for anger issues he comes out and goes you almost killed him that's way too much um and that you know they obviously they question what they're doing because they're like oh my god yeah maybe I just took all this anger out on the wrong person or on well not the wrong person but you know a little too much went a bit too like heavy. Um, this issue is drawn by Ed McGuinness, and he has a kind of a little a little soft spot for for Tiger Shark just like myself um so yeah he's he's a really cool kind of artist he did a lot of work on um i think jeff i think it was jeff Loeb and him uh, did the hulk series um when it introduced the red hulk and stuff and that was a really really good run as well um that's a lot of fun to read um but yeah so and at the end of the story we see wolverine comes in and relays the information uh, again this is all kind of happening around about the same time roughly um, most of it's on the same night, I believe. Um, so they, he, he says Cap's actually dead, and Spider-Man starts fighting with him because he's just like, I can't believe it. No, it's not true. It's not true. Um, starts beating him up, and you know Wolverine even gets his claws out, and goes to stab him. It's like, come on, you want you want to try for, you want to try for two, uh, kind of thing. And uh, and then the th- again the thing kind of just like name all the thing goes right you guys got to work past it you're not you're not dealing with this in the right way you're tearing each other you know we should be coming together when you're trying to pull us apart um, so the uh, next one the next issue was um, Captain America dealing with bargain now this sounds strange because Captain America is dead um, but basically it involves Iron Man trying to replace the role of Captain America trying to make a deal. And you know, trying to get his friend back in some in some way, um, trying to make himself feel better by by doing that. So the the bar, that's the bargaining aspect of this issue. And somebody uh, turns up from the dead, turns out of the blue, which is quite quite a. Uh, quite relevant obviously because of the 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 issue of like we've just gone through like denial and the anger issues so he uh, hawkeye comes back from the dead so he's been he's been believed dead since um since house of m storyline well kind of yeah house of m avengers disassembled kind of around that area um there was an issue of new avengers where it's like he's alive but he's kind of in a weird limbo with the scarlet witch um but yeah he's come back fully absolutely fully and this is this is him back um Iron Man still doesn't believe him. Again, <laughs> ultimate sceptic. He's like, oh, Hawkeye, I can't believe you're alive. He's like, I can't believe what's going on. Da, da, da. He's like, yeah, 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 oh, it's so good to see you. Da, da, da. And then knocks him out. Um, and then he goes and kind of gives him a battery of tests at S.H.I.E.L.D. So he's he's like, is he a Skrull? He's a clone? He's a robot? He's like, it's a perfect clone if it is, because it's definitely him. Um, and, you know, they wake Hawkeye up and he's like, you know what's been going on, you know what's happened. And he's like, yeah, I can't believe it, He's you know. What's going on with the world you know I've been I've left and everything's gone to shit uh basically and and he goes come with me and basically he shows he shows Hawkeye the original shield cap shield he says there's you know there's a fake one in the smithsonian there's a there's gonna be a fake one in the casket you know but this is the real article this is the real thing um and he and he basically he basically tells Hawkeye to you know take it for a test drive. Um, and he's you know, he's basically thrown the shield on the top of the helicarrier, and he's managed to catch it and and do, do the stuff that Cap could always do with the shield. Um but uh he, he kind of he turns around and says, Oh, it feels like I'm I'm," you know, Cheating on my, cheating on my with my best friend's girl or something, um. And and Tony's he's like, he's like, why are you smiling? He's like, um, he's like, I've got my helmet on. How can you tell I'm smiling? Because I know it's you. And he's like, you know, seventy-five shield agents tried doing that, and fifty-three in the hospital, and the rest, you know, there's a reason why I wore the helmet. <laughs> so it's like nobody can actually throw the shield with any accuracy, or or do it the way Cap did, but Hawkeye can. And he offers him to become. Captain America, the new Captain America, and this is not the first time Captain America's been replaced, it's like, oh god we must be talking about we must be up to like 10 Captain Americas by now Um, you know, even ones you know just prior to, just after the war and stuff Uh, so yeah, so he Hawkeye begrudgingly kind of accepts that responsibility and thinks he's doing the good thing thinks he's doing the right thing and we see the young Avengers who left the Avengers Mansion in the second issue uh, and the anger issue and they're basically um, they've found a supervillain who's trying to steal steal from a gas station. His firebrand, yeah, who's kind of one of Iron Man's minor rogues, uh, and they managed to take him out. And and Tony Stark and and Hawkeye are just watching, and they're like, no, no, just wait, just wait. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, you know, we should help them. He's like, no, no, just wait. They obviously they knock out Firebrand, they beat him, and they're like, right, let's call the cops. And then. Tony comes down, Iron Man comes down, and he's like, right, you're going to be arrested. And they're like, what? And they're like, so they run up, they kind of use an EM, hawk. Uh, so, the Young Avengers, I don't know if I mentioned that, it's Patriot, and and the, the Kate Bishop, who was at the time known as Hawkeye. Still is, still is. Um, so, she's the new Hawkeye, and, and you know, like, that's who, he's like, you know, uh, Clint Barton Hawkeye, asks... Yeah, who is that? And they're like, "Oh, it's um, oh yeah, Patriot and uh, Hawkeye." And he's like, "What?" Um, so he he stops the Young Avengers from escaping, and they they're confronting the conf- he confronts them, and Patriot says, "You know, you who are you?" And you better not say you're Captain America because that's you know bullshit. Um, so yeah, he does that, and basically, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye. Um, confront, this is the first time they ever meet as well and they go on to have a quite a, an interesting kind of friendship in the future comics especially during the, uh, oh god I want to say Matt Fraction, is it Matt Fraction run? Yeah, we'll say Matt Fraction um, but really, really cool relationship they start and it's, it starts here and she doesn't even know really that it's him um, she says, you know, that I'm not. I never dressed up as Hawkeye. I never played pretend as Hawkeye. You know that's what you're doing. You're pretending to be Captain America. You're not your own person. I'm living. I'm you know carrying on that legacy, but I'm not. I'm not Hawkeye. You know she even makes. uh, She even makes a joke. She's like, even when he wore the headband and the skirt, and that was a look in the kind of early '70s. Uh, that he had, which, you know, he didn't have any leggings on or anything, it was just like a skirt and a headband it's not a good look um, so yeah, he got rid of that pretty sharpish um, but yeah, so she basically says you shouldn't be doing this, this is, you know, this is not you know, she's like, well, he's like, well, you're you're stealing the name Hawkeye, and she goes, no, no Captain America gave me this this name in honour of Hawkeye and again, you know, that I'm I'm respecting that but I'm doing my own thing, I dress my own way but I, I am carrying on that name and that legacy, but I am still my own person um, but that's not what you're doing. So then Hawkeye, the Clint Barton Hawkeye, turns around and says to Iron Man, "He's like, he's like, I'm not letting you take these kids into custody." And they run away. And you know Hawkeye's like, "I don't care. You can take take all this." You know, he's, he basically says, "You know, you're bargaining. You're trying to replace something that wasn't there, um, just to make yourself feel better." And and he's right. And he's right. And he kind of leaves the shield, leaves the mask and he's like you know you know i'm i'm going to have to come after you if you if you join up with the new avengers spidey and all that i'm going to come after you And he's like do what you have to do because i'll i'll do what i have to do and then he leaves um so the next issue this is a puny pod that is running on a little long but uh, i think i think i have to talk about this i have to talk about it in the way uh, that i want to so i'm i'm going to push it i'm going to push it as long as it's under an hour we'll call it a puny pod i am going on to the next one Uh, So the next one is Spider-Man and he deals with depression in this issue. Um, And I like that he deals with depression because he's a character that's dealt with a surprising amount of death in his short kind of comic book career. Uncle Ben, his parents, Gwen Stacy. And May hundreds of times, uh, she keeps coming back. Uh, so yeah, so he's he's dealt with you know all the people, uh, Captain Stacy as well, all the people he couldn't save, and he always holds himself fully responsible for that, even though he isn't, he still blames himself because that's that's what people do. And you know, and he's basically at this, pow- in, at this point in the story is just like, why? What's the point? Why? What's it? Wor- is it worth it? You know, it's just constant death. All the time, just I can't deal with it. This is like, and he reminisces um, about you know what Cap meant to him. And one of the time, you know, one of the first times he met Cap when he was fighting the Hulk and he saved him. Um, And his spider sense goes off, and he realizes that somebody else is in the the grave, he's at the grave of kind of Uncle Ben, Aunt May, and and various other kind of people that he's lost, and stasis and what have you. And he's looking at all their gravestones. Um, But the spider sense goes off, and he realizes somebody else here. Um, and he's like no no not here not here uh, and he realizes that the rhino is is in the graveyard and starts fighting the rhino but the rhino is actually only there to to visit his mother and he's like why are you troubling me Why are you, you know i'm just trying to you know i just want a quiet moment with my mother it's her birthday da, 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 da. you know and and you know spidey doesn't really listen at this point he just wants to kind of take his frustration and, and emotions out on you know the big hard you know rough you know that tough hide of the rhino he just wants to kind of Bash his brains in and he ends up ends up forcing the rhino to accidentally step on his mother's grave and kind of desecrate the grave, um, which kind of leads into a more serious battle. Um, and while Spidey is reminiscing about the 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 first time he met Cap, he realised that he's not here to save me anymore. Um, he can't save me this time, I have to do it myself. Um and he manages to defeat the rhino and then Wolverine, who said in the second issue that he, he wants to check and see if he's alright um kind of follows him, says you handle that alright and and Peter's still angry with him, still doesn't want to kind of speak to him and, you know, he doesn't he's like, you've you have no idea what I'm going through, I've no idea what it's like and and uh, they end up on the on the bridge where Gwen Stacy was thrown off and you kind of reenact. You see the kind of Green Goblin knocking off Gwen Stace Gwen Stacy again off the bridge. And Wolverine describes uh describes loss in a in a very in a very real and kind of like poignant way, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it actually. I've got it here. Um, so he says, "Try this. It's like somebody shot a cannonball right through your stomach, leaving a great big hole. Eventually, it starts to close up from the outside in, and one day it'll be different. The load won't feel as heavy. Of course, then you hear a song or somebody will laugh, or the wind will blow the wrong way, and the hole will tear wide open again." So that's your daily dose of real. Um, yeah, it was quite that kind of. I like the description. It seems quite apt. Um, that feeling of loss, you know, be it be it somebody who died or someone you used to care about isn't there anymore in whatever context. Um, that was pretty pretty harsh going, but it it kind of it does kind of follow up with the line which I I was like, oh well, depression is depressing, and I was like, well, mm, duh. Um, I kind of was just like. You know, I didn't really like that line, but that 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 particular one I just read out was really, really um, heartfelt. Really, really liked that. So, um, so yeah, let's move on to the final issue, and this is Iron Man dealing with acceptance, and finally, we're we're at Cap's funeral. So this is a this is a funeral where, um, we. So not everyone is there. Because obviously the laws of civil war have been passed, and they probably would be arrested on site if they went. And the new Avengers even st- say that while watching on the TV. Uh, but there are certain characters who went who a technically like Falcon, especially was against the Tony Stark's Registration Act. But he he goes and he gives the most beautiful speech. Uh, probably one of the most beautiful speeches I've ever read about. You know, a best friend. And a partner talking about somebody that they worked with and cared about so much, um, and it's great. And he talks about the history they had, and and how Cap was integral into creating him as a person, like kind of making him a better person from what from what he was, from who he was. Um, you know, cr- crafting the Falcon on an on an island that's you know swarming with Nazi exiles. You know, um, that he has to defeat. And I think I'm pretty sure that. We, I mean they don't they don't show this in the comics, but so I'm pretty sure that, that Cap was in the Red Skull's body at the time. Weird cosmic cube wackiness in comics. Um you can't get enough of it. Um but yeah, he kind of he talks about that. He talks about I think he talks a little bit about the kind of Secret Empire, the original Secret Empire storyline, which is quite classic and has Cap probably for the first time giving up being Captain America, giving up the mantle. Um to become nomad. Um so yeah he it's a really good speech and there's a mo- the, the most beautiful moment is where like he he starts asking people to stand up where he's like okay if you if you fought with side by side with Captain America please stand up you know if you uh were there if you were his partner or were a teammate, you know please stand up. Um if you are carrying on the legacy of many heroes please stand up and by the end you know, everybody has stood up, you know, if you're carrying on, if you are, you know, believe in what Cap stood for, please stand up, you know, and and it's it's really quite touching, really quite gorgeous. Um, before that, though, we have Tony Stark trying to make a speech, and he just kind of says it, it I didn't want it to happen this way, I didn't want it to be this way, um, walks off. Um, the things there as well, I think, I think the human tortures there as well, I think they're kind of in the middle middle ground of the kind of registration act, um you know they're not enforcing it or endorsing it or anything um but it but the, they were able to be there rick jones as well who was once caps partner as well he is also there um and you know and he's like i think the the falcon goes you know rick jones had the you know he he had the honor of being caps partner as well he's like right on yeah and um so yeah it's really cool um and they I mean, I don't, I don't want to read, you know. I won't read out the entire because most of the issue is the speech. Um, but it's done. That one's done by John Cassidy. Oh, I've, I actually didn't mention the last few artists. So uh, John Cassidy did does the final issue. Uh, the depression Spider-Man issue is David Finch, and the bargaining issue with Hawkeye is uh, John Mesa Jr., who I managed to meet at one point, uh, which is pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, um, this is it's a really good issue and. And what happens, Iron Man actually holds a separate funeral because the, the the shield and the body in there is, either it's not in there it's not real, um, you know, it's fake. So what, what they do is they go, it's all the surviving original members apart from the Hulk who is, you know, a rage monster. Um, you know, he's not in control, I don't think at the time. To- no, he wasn't even on the planet, was he? Yeah, he wasn't even on the planet, he was in Planet Hulk. Going through Planet Hulk storyline, so he wasn't even there. Um, so the only original members of of the Avengers are there. So it's it's Wasp, Janet Van Dyne, and Yellow Jacket, and Bim, and Iron Man, and they basically um, kind of commit him back to the ice where they found him in the Arctic. Um, they you know. Put his and they have a they hold a kind of mini funeral for him and and Tony Stark makes his speech that he wanted to say at you know wanted to make at the actual funeral but couldn't bring himself to do it Uh, and then the Submariner who actually rediscovered Captain America and the Ice in the comics he he's obviously an old friend of Captain America and and is he's, he's like i would only do this for him he even says that you realize i'm not you know not going to waste time with you but i'm here for him not for you guys so he kind of he decides to kind of commit his body to the ice um in this kind of casket and takes him away um so yeah and that's that's how it ends um, so it's a really good. Again, I don't want to spoil everything, um, but it's a it's a really good kind of issue, really sensitive issue, really touches on a lot of a lot of things that people deal with, a lot of, of ways of you know, as many ways to deal with grief, and you know, rightly or wrongly, and you know, you you have to go through those stages effectively I do believe that. Um and I I think it's a, it's really well done. Again, like the only the only criticism is that they all go through those stages relatively quickly, uh which I felt is a little bit unrealistic. Um it's just that it's just that and again it could have they could have stretched it out a bit more, but they seem they just want to tie it into the other the other issues. I don't think you necessarily needed to. I think you could have had a couple of days between weeks Pardon me. Weeks in between, um, but that's how he wrote it. So, but um, I, I highly recommend it. Great artwork from everybody. Um, incredible kind of talent involved. Uh, Jeff Loeb, very good writer. And he kind of does. He tends to do these. The, the, I mean, it, it takes back to it's like Spider-Man Blue and Gray and Yellow all have the the main protagonist writing to a loved one they've lost. Or talking to a loved one they've lost, and um, that's how they describe like how they met and their love story. Um, and I think it does have shades of that, and and I do like that. I really do like those books, especially uh, Dead Deadpool Yellow and Spider Man Blue. Um, I think they're incredible. Uh, so I yeah, I think they're really nice. So if you enjoyed this, I would so, so seek them out. And um, yeah, no, really, really good. And it's really nice to be back. And I'm sorry that's been a bit of a wait. Um, but uh I've got some guests coming up uh, I've got some really cool episodes coming up new things new uh new subject matters new themes so yeah um keep on uh, keep on well, not feeding your fandom but because that was our old phrase from nerdify but um yeah no it's it's been great so uh where can you find me? where can you find me? Mostly recording a lot of the time. <laughs> no, uh, mostly speaking on phones at my job. Uh, so what you can find me on Facebook if you type in the bar at the top at Secret Boars, you will find me uh, on Twitter. It's Dan, at Dan underscore Boars, and the podcast is available on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, many, many more. Please do. I'm back. Um, hopefully, I have one for you next week. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'll be ready for that one. Um, so no more kind of. Del- and stuff i'm back i'm on it i'm ready to give you loads more content please get involved please tweet facebook all that other jazz um tell me what you think of fallen son if you've read it if you haven't um please go out and read it if you get the chance it's a beautiful beautiful book um and i really recommend it. i'm i'm so glad i i i Kind of revisited at this time. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun, but thank you for your patience and for joining me yet again. I'll see you next time. Bye bye.